if you can have your application stack be able to just pull from your data platform where your data science team is doing all of this analysis and work, you get a pretty seamless integration without having to move data from place to place. You're listening to Data Unlocked, driving better marketing with better data. We're interviewing marketing leaders to discuss how they're using customer data to bring more deeply personalized experiences to market. I'm thrilled today to have our guest, Tim Fletcher, on the podcast here today. Tim joins us from Snowflake um, you know, as a senior director of product marketing. Uh, Tim, Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jason. Been a longtime fan of Simon, so happy to be here. Uh, fantastic. As some of our listeners may have seen, during the last week of September, uh, you know, Snowflake made a bit of a splash uh, with a guide that, that they coined the Modern Marketing Data Stack. You know, this is very exciting for us at Simon Data. You know, but before we sort of talk about us, we're really sort of here to talk about Snowflake and you know, you know, some of the you know, strategies that you, know, you guys uh, are bringing to market. You know, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about what it is and why is Snowflake doing this? Yeah, so we, it's a great question. So we released this report, this modern marketing data stack report on September 28th. And we're, I'm super excited about this. And so this is our first annual look at just how customers are building their marketing stack around Snowflake. So Snowflake has been a data platform that companies use for all different types of data. Obviously, as you know, one of the most important types of data that customers need to, to harness and use is customer data. And as they've brought that onto Snowflake, we've had a bunch of customers come to us saying like, what are the tools that I should be using to kind of complete my marketing stack around Snowflake? And so what we wanted to do with this report was to go look at the 6,000 plus customers that we have inside of Snowflake and to do kind of an objective assessment of what are the applications out there that customers are using to bring their data stack to life on top of Snowflake. And so we took a look at those 6,000 customers and then were able to come up with who are the leaders in a few different categories. And I was happy to see that Simon was, was listed as one of those leaders. Um, so this is just, it's a super timely topic for us because we get asked about it a lot from customers. And so this was sort of a celebration of our partner ecosystem to be able to find the, the leaders like you guys and to just show the markets um, everything that you plus Snowflake can do for, for end customers. Yep. No, it's, um, yeah, and obviously, you know, Tim, you know, we're thrilled to be featured in, in the report. You know, and, and one of the things, you know, look, you know, Simon has been in market now for, you know, about seven years, you know, and really one of the, you know, the big points of focus we've seen is really just, uh, you know, thinking about some of the data limitations that exist within MarTech systems, yeah. um, you know, and when I take a, a step back, you know, and hear about how Snowflake is tackling this problem, you know, it really does sort of mark a shift from data strategies for MarTech more broadly from one that, you know, has, has historically been decentralized, silos, uh, siloed and closed loop uh, to something which is, you know, much more, you know, centralized in nature. Yeah. And so my question for you is, what does this mean? Uh, and what are some of the high level benefits and what are some of the changes that you know, need to happen for, you know, for folks to get there who are using some of these legacy MarTech systems that are, you know, decentralized um, and disconnected? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. So I think the, um, and you're, you put it exactly right. And as you think about just for everyone thinking about this. And so when you say decentralized, you know, you're thinking about the charts that we've all watched over the last 10 years of there's, there's 1000 marketing applications out there. There's 5,000. And now, you know, it's up to seven or 8,000 different marketing applications that are out there. And that's a blessing and a curse. And like the blessing is, 
first of all, for whatever problem you may be facing as a marketer, there's a good chance that there's a tool out there that is purpose-built for companies like you to solve that problem. And that is good. The other blessing is, you know, as you and marketing has this push towards being more ROI-driven and more personalized, you have all of these different tools out there that are being more data-driven. They're collecting data on your customer journey. They're allowing you to, to personalize a customer touchpoint. And that's generating all of this data out there. And that's a blessing too. The curse of it is you now have 7,000 applications where you need to grab data from. And so this has been a massive re-siloing of data into all these different point systems. And like the second curse is to the extent that you want to use those different applications to have a personalized touch point with your customer, you need to send context from the other 6,000 plus places out to that tool for it to be intelligent and to deliver the experience that you want to. And so those are the curses. And then the question is for the next 10 years, do we accept that paradigm? And do we think that's just going to continue? I think you said, we're going to see this shift towards a centralized approach. And then what, what could that look like and what role could Snowflake play? And I think what we see and what our partnership has been about is, can you bring all this data together into a single place in a data platform like Snowflake and then have all of the applications that you need sit around Snowflake such that they have immediate access to a single customer record that is the source of truth from all of those different touch points? And can you have data integration by design where when you are collecting data about the customer journey, you are either integrating it directly back into Snowflake as part of your application, or you're using data sharing in other modern ways of kind of sharing data and centralizing data back into a single place. So I think that move from decentralized to centralized is just starting because companies like yours are starting to, to bring this to life. But I think this could be like a really exciting shift for marketers over the next five, 10 years. Yeah, no. And there's a, there's a really subtle point here, Tim, that I think folks are finally just starting to get. You know, people look at the Lumascape, you know, that gets published every year and it gets, gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, many marketers look at this and they're like, oh, well, I only have two hands, but I have 25 tools. I need one tool to control them all. You know, and well, yes, historically, you know, and, you know, today that's certainly a point of value for, you know, a platform like, like Simon Data and CDPs. You know, there's a, a more existential question you know, at play, you know, which is you know, each one of these tools, you know, on their own, you know, as they exist as a channel, as they interface with customers, on their own actually create data. Uh, yeah. you know, but that data, you know, you know, exists in a silo within that tool, you know, then fundamentally the tool will be, you know, only reasoning about its you know, very limited scope and perspective on how the customers interact with the brand and completely yeah. missing out on all the other, you know, millions of touch points that happen with the consumer, uh, you know, and, you know, the you know, broader enterprise today. You know, so when you think about the broader picture, really this you know, decentralization of channels you know, needs to ultimately you know, enable a centralization of, of data if you're going to put together the full picture. You know, and that's the first, you know, the first part going in. And then as you said, going out, you know, that's the second part of, of the puzzle. And how do you think about you know, once you're at a place where you have you know, robustness and richness of representation across the business, you know, across all touch points, how do you then activate and enable that you know, to unlock uh, and coordinate you know, messaging yeah. and personalization across those, those tools? 
Yeah. And I think that that separation is, and there's different levels of maturity. And I'd be curious on your perspective on this too, but I feel like we're at different levels of maturity in those two parts of the problem where like it, certainly on the integration side, people have gotten a lot more confident in the last few years around, okay, I understand that there's going to be a huge number of tools that I'm going to need integration from, and I'm going to have a set of tools that are going to help me bring in streaming data and bring in data from places like Salesforce. I think on the other end of the spectrum, when there's data going out, I think there's still a lot of, um, we're still early in the design patterns there where people are still trying to figure out what is the right way for me to connect up to my end systems. And like, what are the end tools that my marketers and people who manage different channels need to do their job successfully? So it feels like we have these both of these problems. One of them, I think, is pretty well baked for right now, or at least it seems like. And then the other one, I think we're still seeing a lot of innovation happen in the market right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also add one comment that we'll get to um, you know, in a few minutes. But you know, historically, you know, sort of your first generation of CDPs, their model of integration was yeah. to effectively take the entirety of your customer profile and copy that into every single one of your end channels. Right. Um, you know, and that you know represents some challenges. Maybe we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, but before we get there, uh, you know, maybe we can sort of you know, take a step back. And you know, I think some of our listeners may you know you may not be aware of all the other work that Snowflake is doing outside of marketing. I mean, there have actually been some pretty you know pretty amazing success stories already in other other verticals. Uh, you know, that are sort of very similar in nature, and you know, moving from siloed decentralized data approaches to one where data is centralized. You know, and then working with uh, the right partners to you know to affect an application tier, uh, you know, you know, to leverage that you know centralized you know data investment and Snowflake. So maybe you can talk about some of those success stories, you know, you know, so the verticals and uh, and some of the work that's been done today. Yeah, I think it's a really uh, it's a good question. We've had if you think about really any product category, you wonder if the same dynamics are going to be true. And I think the one that was actually first for Snowflake, the place where we saw this the most was was cybersecurity. And I think we now are probably the, the people who are your listeners, I think understand that marketing is one of the biggest generators of data out there for the enterprise. They have the biggest need to bring all this data together. And um, of course, that data is close to revenue. And so it's, it's very valuable to bring it together. I think security is an interesting one that people may not be very familiar with. But I think if, if you think about it for a second, it gets, it's pretty intuitive. And that if your job is to manage enterprise security, you're trying to prevent any sort of attacks or breaches across a massive surface area of where your employees work and all the accounts that they could be logging into. And to do that effectively, like cybersecurity is very much a data problem. You need logs of what everyone is doing and you need context to understand, do those people have permissions for these accounts? And is someone accessing this system from a location that is unusual. And you need to be constantly combining sources and then doing analytics to figure out if you've got an incident that needs investigation. And then, of course, if you're if you're a team that's doing investigations on potential breaches, you need to query a ton of data across a bunch of different channels to do that. And what we've seen from our customers in um, who use Snowflake for cybersecurity is that they used to have systems commonly known as SIMs or, or security information and event management systems where they would bring in a lot of logs and they were purpose-built for this, for this problem. But as companies have moved to the cloud, there is just an enormous amount of data. It's over you know, 10x the amount of data that those systems need to, to process. And they just break under that load. And so companies are now saying, well, what I need is like a cloud-native data substrate for my 
security team to be able to put all of these logs. And then what I need is for my security applications to actually sit on top of that data platform in Snowflake to be able to do the end user workflow of a security team, which is detect alerts and investigate potential breaches. And so in the last year, we've actually partnered with a lot of great companies out there like Securonix and Panther Labs and, and Hunters are just a few of them who are building those security end user capabilities on top of Snowflake as the common customer data platform. And so what that means for end customers is they retain full control of all of their data. From a cost perspective, it's so much better than the on-premise um, data warehouses that they were using to, to back those applications, um, those last generation applications. And the customers get access to a wider range of sources because instead of just looking at, at a single data source in a silo, they can now compare everything across all those different service areas. And so I think we're seeing this pattern where there is so much thirst for data in every department and that we're realizing that if Snowflake can be a data platform that the applications in that product area or in that category can connect to, it ends up being a better a better experience for the application builder because there's less that they have to manage. And it's a better experience for end customers because they can govern the data and they can get um, better and more intelligent detections on top of it. I think you know, security is, you know, there's just so many you know, clear analogies uh, from a data perspective you know, between you know, marketing and security. An example that always comes to mind is you, know, you always hear about security breaches you know, as being backdoor attacks. Yeah. You know, well, ultimately, you know, if you don't have visibility that you even have a backdoor and that the lock is broken, you know, or that it opens five times a day, uh, then you have a real security vulnerability in your organization. Uh, and analogously, uh, you know, if a customer is calling up your support center, you know, you know, once a week and complaining about a product deficit, uh, and you don't have visibility into that, and you're still sending the same, uh, you know, query message, query messaging every single day. Uh, you know, you're really just not getting your job done from a, a personalization perspective, um, you know, from a marketing perspective more broadly. So ultimately, yeah, I, I think the way you went through it is great. And uh, you know, ultimately, if the extent that you can have a full view of what's going on, you know, provide the proper foundation you know, to actually affect you know, you know, you know, the right outcomes. I think there's one more uh, comparison that that is true, and, and maybe you'd agree with this, is that in, in cybersecurity, there's maybe a certain amount of years ago, 10 years ago, you turned to a system and what you wanted was out-of-the-box rules and detections. And you you just wanted, show me what I should be searching for. And I think in the marketing side too, you're, you would have loved an out-of-the-box customer lifetime value model or propensity story model. And I think what we're seeing... Uh, more recently is a wider range of companies who want to home grow their own detections in cybersecurity or their own data science models and marketing. And so I, this is just one of the other benefits of doing this all in a single platform is if you can have your application stack be able to just pull from your data platform where your data science team is doing all of this analysis and work, you get a pretty seamless integration without having to move data from place to place. Yeah, no, that's a great analogy as well. And certainly, you know, I always, I look at the, I reflect in the last, you know, three years or two and a half years of the world uh, around how sort of consumer behaviors have just changed so rapidly. Uh, you know, when COVID hit, you know, everyone sheltered in place. 
Uh, you know, then people went out again, and then Delta and Omicron came, and now, God forbid, we're entering another recession. You know, ultimately, consumer expectations are just you know that much harder to track and respond to than they were three years ago. You know, and if you don't have you know the right data that you help you understand the headspace, the mindset, uh, and the orientation of your customer, you know, and furthermore, if you don't have the right uh, you know, applications here to unlock that to actually you know you know, you know, affect the right messaging, then you're just not going to win. So, uh, yeah, the, you know, it's sort of another great analogy. Yeah, and it's it's also goes to the point of um, I don't have time because of how quickly the the world is moving to do a massive migration. You know, I I don't have time to onboard yet another vendor and do another data integration or data modeling project. If you're working off of a common record of this, then it's even easier for you to attach on another vendor to work on top of your security data lake and cybersecurity, or to work on top of your marketing data in in the marketing world too. Yeah. Great. So with that, maybe why don't we go back to the world of, of, of marketing and martech, and let's sort of you know, you know take a, a bit of a uh, of a deeper dive into a new world. You know, where, where Snowflake and, and centralized data is at the core of operations. You know, maybe we can just go through some of the changes and opportunities that are opened up. Um, you know, and, and maybe you know, starting at the top, we sort of covered you know opportunities around data breadth and quality. You know, I'll sort of you know, maybe give a, a bit of story, you know, just in my career, and then you know, Tim, I'm sure you have plenty of. Uh, of thought and on top of this, but you know, prior to founding Simon, I you know built you know the data team at Etsy, and you know, really one of the big uh, you know things we saw there was uh, just the potential around you know building a centralized uh, you know data system that you know was governed that was high quality that you know you had breadth across the entire business. You know, when I look at you know certainly the challenges of so many Martech systems today, if you heard if you hear words like you know a vertical vertically integrated data. Uh, you know, or uh, you know, other closed loop systems where just put a pixel or a piece of JavaScript from the site and we'll know everything. You know, for virtually any business with any scale or sophistication, that is insufficient. You know, today to actually represent customers across all their touch points. You know, so the first point of value that I see that's super exciting, uh, we sort of went through at a high level a few minutes ago, and that's really just uh, you know, opening up a whole new world of of data that exists. You know, in completeness and in high quality. You know, to affect uh, a next generation of, of of use cases and marketing applications. Yeah, I think that's uh, 100% true and resonates as well. I think from even from just the internal Snowflake perspective, Snowflake marketing. You know, we have we have over 100 sources of data on our own customers that we're trying to bring into a single place. And I think that 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 is common for people to kind of consistently quarter over quarter have some new data source that they're trying to bring into one place. And I think that not all of them are going to be from applications either. There's internal systems that you need to bring. There's there's product usage. There's there's billing systems that have been built internally. So I think there's there's always going to be that data challenge of how do I bring all this stuff into a single place? And I think just agreeing as an enterprise on this is our data platform streamlines a lot of that because you're able to piggyback off of a lot of the other work that's being done by other other departments inside the company. Yeah, no, and I think yeah, I think one thing that you know, just reflecting back five, six, seven years ago, I think today data budgets, you know, much less you know yeah. CTO and CIO budgets are at the scale, if not you know, materially bigger than you know than Martech budgets. Uh, yeah, so when, if you really look at you know, where is the investment being made around the data that has the potential to redefine your brand, you know it's actually not within the realm of Martech. It's actually in a different function, you know, because these problems are existentially hard, and, and technologies like Snowflake have come to the market and, and really just done you know, a great job of you know, you know, creating an enabling function you know, to make this investment in a way that no one was making these investments you know, five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With that. I agree with that. 
I also think one other category where people are investing much more is embedded data science within a department. So you will find regularly, we have data scientists supporting our marketing efforts now, and those teammates need a common data set that they're working with, and they need to quickly be able to make it available to to analysts who are trying to interpret the data and then to the to the campaign managers who are trying to actually execute it and drive campaigns off of it too. Yeah, 100%. Let's talk about a second benefit that you know some of our listeners, you know, probably have, have heard some of you know heard some of the words around but may not have an intimate you know, familiarity with or appreciation for and that's governance. Yeah, maybe you can you know, speak you know, speak to what you know this means from Snowflake's perspective and you know, then maybe we can talk about how you know GDPR and CCPA, CCPA compliance are a form of governance, and uh, you know, and how sort of this new world that you know Snowflake envisions, uh, you know, can really you know help you know, you know, you know enterprises of all size better govern their data. Yeah, I think that's a great question and great topic for Snowflake. And I think when we think about governance, we think about knowing your data and understanding it, we think about how do I control my data and who has access to it and how do I secure my data? And I think there's a lot of benefits that come from first from the centralizing of this data onto a single platform. Um, You used to live in this world where you had data spread across dozens of environments, dozens of data environments inside your, your company, much less the other applications that also had access to a lot of this data. And that's just a lot of different access control frameworks that you need to keep track of. And so there's a security benefit to having this all in a single place with a common set of access controls. I think in terms of knowing your data with the rise of GDPR and CCPA, there is so much more scrutiny on your data practices now on how are you making sure that PII is only available to people who need to know it. And so with Snowflake, you get a lot of built-in data classification and data privacy features that allow you to hide features um, based upon a person's role when they're viewing the data. So if they don't need to know the person's phone number, they don't need to know who this person is, you, you can do that. And I think the kind of final benefit is just by, by centralizing it in a single place, a lot of the end tools that you rely on don't need to maintain a, another copy of that data. It can all be referenced at send time or referenced when they need to get it um, so that there's not additional copies that are out there. And I think one final thing that, to mention is that I've talked to a, a ton of customers who have been managing just the GDPR and CCPA deletes process and that just the, pro- <laughs> the process of how do I how do I do these kind of quarterly and monthly updates to to the records that we need to delete? And the manual work that's involved when that data is spread across all those different environments is actually just really costly from a, both from a compute perspective and then also from a resources perspective. So you bring that together into a single system and you're going to have benefits from, from that perspective too. Yeah, no. And and I think one thing that yeah, I think in some sense a snowflake world is forcing you know, upon the broader category is, is this sort of a rethinking around how data is managed. You know, obviously I think you know Snowflake is responding to a broader set of market considerations, you know, including GDP, GDPR, CCPA, and just general customer expectations around where their data actually lives. Yeah, you know, but one thing that in the relatively short period of time we have on the show today, we won't be able to get too deep into architectural considerations. You know, but if you just think about, you know, as I mentioned a few minutes ago. You know, with you know, some of the previous generations of customer data platforms, their integration model was effectively one of copying every single customer profile into all your tools. You know, and just the you know the, the headache that that 
uh, you know, presents in making sure that all your data is erased, even just from a you know compliance perspective across those two regulations, you know, alone, you know, is, is not just liability, it's not just a headache, but a liability. You know, and I think part of, of the world that you know that Snowflake is pushing, which for me is incredibly exciting, is is really just thinking about a more unified data layer. Uh, yeah. In which you don't need to do that. You, know, you have a platform that is designed for extensibility, designed you know for an application tier on top of it that doesn't require this intense data movement, which just you know results in problems which are sort of hard to unwind and deal with. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're you're raising kind of maybe the third category here, which is like, I think it is just better for application developers when you don't have to do all the redundant compute and data processing and data normalization. You're kind of relying on a common data framework. I think that that's meaningful for startups that are trying to build a business and to not have to worry about those cost of goods souls to deliver their products because it's already you're just building on top of a, a data that's already been cleaned and and you know brought to bear. Uh, it means that a lot of those companies are going to be more viable and more able to be successful as well. Yep, no, that's great. And not to mention cost savings within all this. Um, Great, Tim. So this has been, we covered a lot of ground. Maybe we can sort of conclude with just uh, a talking about, you know, talking about what's next, uh, either from you know, Snowflake's roadmap or new capabilities and use cases and partnerships. You know, you know, you know, what are sort of some of the next you know, steps that you know, Snowflake is pushing on that our listeners can expect to see? I think there's two. I think there's two things worth highlighting. One of them is um, I'd love to plug something that we called our native application framework at at our summit. So we announced this back at our June summit, and I think it's really exciting just for the topic that you that you brought up, which is how should the new architecture work when you have all this data centralized? And I think the premise of of this native application framework, which is in private preview, is how can we help developers bring the work to the data. And so how can we help developers kind of package and distribute an application that's meant to work on top of data in a customer's account to do things like contact enrichment or data cleansing and data normalization or reverse ETL or even a lead scoring app? How can we make it possible for a developer to develop that once and deploy it to any Snowflake customer across all three clouds? And that's what that application framework aspires to do. And I think the benefits are huge for, for the developer in terms of how they can get their IP out to customers, but it's also great for end consumers. So just any Snowflake user, because it means that it's going to be so much easier for me to find a lead scoring app or an enrichment app that works for me. And I don't have to deal with the long procurement cycles, or I don't have to deal with the long security reviews of a new vendor because it's all working on top of Snowflake's trust framework. So as long as I trust Snowflake and I have my data governed in Snowflake, I know that I'm going to get the security that I need. And since customer data is so sensitive, I think this just provides a lot of benefits to both developers and to and to uh, end consumers as well. And the second thing I think I, I would just give a shout out to is like so much of the innovation in this space is from our partner ecosystem. So Snowflake is investing a ton to make this model be successful for customers and for partners, but it's really just all the partners that are developing new applications that can work on top of customer data inside of Snowflake. And so it's it's honestly, and that's, and that's what the Modern Marketing Data Stack is all about, is how can we highlight the innovation that's happening in each of these spaces from, from companies like Simon and from other partners who got highlighted there? Great. Well, thanks for that, Tim. Uh, you know, we're certainly you know, thrilled to, to lean in with you know everything that Snowflake is is bringing bringing to market and you know, pushing on. Yeah, you know, we're sort of at end of our time here, but you know, want to thank you for coming onto the podcast and sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, when I sort of reflect on our conversation, uh, you know, I've said this before on the show, but ultimately, you know, tomorrow's cutting edge brands will be you know, 
you know, in some sense defined by their ability to one-to-one, you know, personalize. You know, but ultimately, yeah, you know, one-to-one personalization is only made possible uh, and it's fundamentally limited by the quality of data that, you know, that, that drives it. You know, what excites me the most about the work that Snowflake is doing, you know, is really just standing on the backs of giants, really looking at in a massive and emerging world of cloud data uh, infrastructure, you know, powered by, you know, the world's best technology in Snowflake. Uh, but also brought to market you know, with a new set of applications that aren't just around data science, data insights, reporting, uh, and charts and graphs. You know, and ultimately it's about you know, connecting that data, uh, you know, which for many enterprises is incredibly complete, incredibly exhaustive, uh, and incredibly high quality, and using that to you know, you know, to redefine their brands, uh, you know, to drive a next generation of one-on-one personalization, uh, and to drive you know, very, very clear and, and incremental uh, you know, revenue wins across conversion rates and customer lifetime value and beyond. You know, so for me, I'm just, you know, tremendously excited about you know, everything to come here. And you know, Tim, you know, any quick thoughts uh, before we uh, close out? No, I, I just, again, a kudos to you and congratulations on, on everything that you've been working so hard for on Simon. And we're, we could not be more excited about the partnership with you guys and, and kind of what we're bringing to market together for customers. So um, I agree, this is a big trend. And I think we're going to see a lot of, a lot of the market move this way over the next several years. And so I'm happy to be happy to be on the ship with you as we're, as we're doing this together. Great. Uh, and for any of our um, you know, listeners who want to learn more about you know, Snowflake and specifically the stuff that you're focused on. Yeah. So I think we're, uh, as long as we can make this work, I think we're going to put the modern marketing data stack report. We'll link it from the show notes here. So anyone that wants to read more about that, um, please do go check out the report and see Simon and all the other partners that were listed there. Fantastic. You know, and thank you to everyone listening uh, you know, today uh, to this episode of the Data Unlocked podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Simon Data, please visit us on the web at simondata.com or email us at hello at simondata. You've been listening to the Data Unlocked. You can listen to more episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Simon Data. We help marketers unlock their customer data to deliver a better customer experience at scale.